This is CJ Kinney for Esoterica, a short feature which delves into the realms of the extraordinary. And today, I want to ask you a question. Would you like to play a game? But before we play, you'll have to guess what the game is. So here are some hints. This game made its debut in 1890 when Charles Kennard gathered together a group of investors to form the Kennard Novelty Company for the sole purpose of the game's manufacture and distribution. Kennard had just been granted the game's first patent after having been made to demonstrate the efficacy of his new amusement to an astonished and quite frankly frightened clerk in the Office of Trademarks and Patents. Known around the world, this talking board game has long been a household name. It's never been off the market, always made a profit for the companies who've owned it, has outsold Monopoly, and continues to be offered everywhere children's toys are sold, though many say it belongs nowhere near children. Chances are you've owned or owned this game, and almost everyone you've ever known has likely played it, often being introduced to it at a sleepover in middle school. Can you guess what this so-called game is? Well, here are some more clues. Demonized, feared, burned, and banned in more modern times, when this game was first introduced, and for many decades thereafter, it was a huge hit, considered good family fun. So popular and wholesome was the game held to be that Norman Rockwell himself painted people playing it for the cover of the Saturday Evening Post in May of 1920. Yet 50 years later, it would be blamed for a young girl's spiral into the black depths of terror in that 1970s movie that starred a young Linda Blair as the afflicted protagonist. Got it yet? Well, if not, the game itself may clue you in. After all, it named itself when it told one of its first users that its name meant good luck and spelled out O-U-I-J-A or Ouija, as in Ouija board. The internet is filled with tales of weird things that happen when played, blaming the game for everything from cutting off the power to objects moving of their own accord to hauntings lasting weeks, even years after playing. I myself had a pretty scary experience when using the game with some friends as a teenager. We apparently contacted something that claimed it had been murdered. I told my parents about it and they thankfully got rid of it for me, and yet. Years later, I opened a closet door to find it sitting right there, front and center, on a shelf. I left it there and haven't touched it since. Yet, many say their experiences have been fun and even transforming as they tell stories of reconnecting with loved ones beyond the veil, the purpose for which it was originally developed during the heyday of spiritualism. Table tipping and rapping were used back then to decode what the spirits were trying to say, and a planchette which glided across a spirit board, as it's originally known, was a leap which allowed messages to come through more quickly and coherently. It has fascinated, frightened, and captured the attention of everyone, from authors to movie makers to scientists, who've tried to get to the bottom of just how this thing apparently works. In 2015, for instance, researchers at the Visual Cognition Lab at the University of British Columbia thought they could use the board as a tool to study how people's subconscious influenced their conscious experiences. Of course, they began with the assumption that those using the board were somehow controlling it, however unaware of that they might be, and so the results of the study, replicated again and again in many versions and variations, were astonishing.
When using the board, subjects could answer questions with 15% more accuracy than when they weren't using the board, even when blindfolded. The researchers chalked this up to the discovery of some bizarre human quirk which allows better recall of knowledge we don't know we know when we think that the information is coming from somewhere or someone else. Of course, it might just be that the Ouija board operates just like Charles Kennard so long ago proved it does, much to the frightened bafflement of that patent clerk back in 1890. And if that's so, it really isn't a toy for children or an evening's amusement, but a tool whose misuse may have unforeseen consequences for those who don't understand its purpose or power. For Esoterica, this is C.J. Kinney. Thanks for listening.